0: The very heart of Jesus and his teachings, you know, centers around the theme of the kingdom. It, It defines his heartbeat. When he says the kingdom is within you, he's signaling a restoration of potential. we just honor and we just glorify Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit this morning for his amazingness to our lives. I ask your blessings. They will just continue. God, that your name might be glorified. Lord, and that the revelation of you, God, will come into the lives, hearts, and minds of people. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. I thought the worship team did just a fantastic, you may be seated, a fantastic job this morning. If you thought so, would you give them a, just a, a praise today? Before I get into the word this morning... <clears throat> I've felt the holy Spirit say and, and I, I i don't want to scare anybody off okay in in terms of when you know uh, depending on where you come from you know uh, you might not always you know uh, comprehend what I say the holy Spirit said you know I'm not, I'm not hearing any voices, you know what i mean but i'm i'm hearing that 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 inner voice and uh, uh, the, you know that, that I sense, and so I just I, I share it with you uh, this morning. But uh, it's it's found in, in in Deuteronomy chapter 28, and in, and it has to do with the, the word overtake. Bible says that that you know as you're walking with the Lord, and that's in the, verse one tells us that that you know you're you're walking with God, you're you're, you're keeping you know what you know uh, he wants you to do, and uh, he says as you do that you know, all of a sudden there's some blessings that have been tracking you down, you know, and there may have been a separation of them, you know, they were behind you and you're going and you're just doing what God tells you to do. And he says one of these days and God begins to, you know, speed up the blessing so that it overtakes you. So, you know, because you've been walking with the Lord and, and you, know, you know, you're not perfect. You're not doing the best. I, you know, I'm not going to go into the details, you know. Uh, I mean, my, my blessings didn't come because I was so perfect. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. My blessings come because he was so perfect. But it does overtake you. And so I, I believe that, that, that God wants that word is, uh, uh, again, this morning. Remember last week I said, God said, you know what I mean? If you just give me a year. And he said, the reason that I want a year is because so so many blessings have a process to them. They have a process to them, and so therefore, you know what I mean. It's not that it's not that God couldn't do it quicker, but you know, uh, uh, there's a there's a there's elements that are involved, and so so a year. So we encourage you to to just really you know uh, 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 believe God and, and and walk with God and uh, get a year out of it and see what happens in, in the year. Then you'll go another year. I can guarantee you. But then also, you know, it's just about to, ready to overtake you. So. Uh, whatever that means, however, he, you know, uh, what's, what's running up on you, praise God. Amen. Uh, you might be surprised and you might not be surprised, but it's going to overtake you. Hallelujah. Amen. We thank you for that, Father, in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Thank you, Scott, for such a uh, wonderful perspective, uh, you know, refocusing. Amen. Um, you know, we've been talking about uh, sowing dreams and cultivating lives. So many times, you know, I think that we sow dreams when, and don't understand that life's got to be cultivated because God wants the, the life and the dream, you know, uh, to, to uh, uh, measure up, uh, you know, to be on the same page, so to speak. Uh, you know Jesus even said there's, there's some sometimes we're, we're not ready for some things and so he says I gotta wait for those things until I get you ready <laughs> even in revelations even in, in, in the word of God and the teachings he says you know, it's, you know this, this would just be uh, you know uh, greater than what you could comprehend so you know it's not yours today he said that to his disciples and so if it was for them uh, you know sometimes you know it's for us too But uh, anyway, uh, uh, sowing dreams and cultivating lives. And today I want to begin uh, uh, in in adding to this uh, uh, earmarks of the kingdom of God. Earmarks of the kingdom of God. Daniel, and just just I'll give you some kingdom verses here. Daniel in two forty four, and I only do one, but he there's there's more verses there. In the days of these kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom. Everybody say kingdom. 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 You know, which shall never be distraught. I think that we we'll, we discover that the kingdom is a major theme of the Bible. Now I know there's right and lefts on the kingdom. And if you've been around, uh, you know, any time at all, you, you may have heard, you know, uh, all kinds of varieties and, and variations and placements, et cetera. And, uh, you know, uh, I mean, I, some I disagree with, but I don't make it a practice to to preach my disagreement. I make it a practice to just go ahead and preach what the Bible says and, you know, and uh, uh, everything else just kind of seems to fall away as it, 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 it should. So very heart of Jesus and his teachings, you know, centers around the theme of uh, of the kingdom it it defines his heartbeat the heartbeat of his very passion his passion for human deliverance and for mankind's deliverance for the rescue of mankind you know from sin's destruction from the losses that take place because of it and 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 into to make possible the restoration to that divine order that is in his mind. I believe that the kingdom is, <coughs> is the church's message, a message of, of life. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 9 and 10, and you, you're familiar with it. Jesus, you know, in trying to teach us how to pray, he said, We're to pray that his kingdom would come. And his will would be done in earth as it is in heaven. So he makes mention of the kingdom. So he says, kingdom prayers need to be on our lips. It's foundational to the New Testament truth. The kingdom of God, the spiritual reality, and the dynamic availability That's to each one of us when we receive the Lord Jesus Christ into our lives. When we receive his rule, not only in our lives, but over our lives. And that through our lives, then we offer his service and demonstrate our love. I think we're called to be kingdom. A kingdom of life and kingdom of power in the present, even while we still anticipate the fullness and the consummation in the future. So it is both present and it is future, it is both spiritual and it is practical. In Matthew chapter 16, as he is talking with his disciples. <laughs> He says to them that I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it and I will give to you the keys of the kingdom. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So again, we see that there is a kingdom and there are keys to the kingdom, that there is a power and it is, it is the power of, of agreement. And so the power of agreement is the point of unity. Jesus prayed that in John 17. He said that it's so vital, guys, that you really stand in agreement, that you're really getting along that you would just be one even as the Father and He were one. And so the point of agreement is the point of unity, and the point of unity is the point of power. If two of you shall agree as touching any one thing, it shall be done of my Father which is in heaven. I think agreement has more to than just an in agreement in, in the uh, written phrase expression, but they that are in harmony, they that are in harmony. So I think that everybody needs a prayer partner. Yellow. <laughs> if two of you shall agree, everybody needs a prayer partner. Now, a prayer partner doesn't just have to be one, you know what I mean? But he says, if two of you shall agree. He goes on and says, well, two or three agree. And then he begins to expand this thing. And, uh, I mean, you know, we see the miraculous works of God in, you know, uh, as, it, as it increases in number, but it's not limited to number. But everybody needs a prayer partner, you know what I mean? Someone that is, you know, speaking and championing, champion, you know, your request, your vision, your purpose in, in life. I have a prayer team. Now, I have the whole body that's always praying for me. And thank you for that. I know that. But, but I have a personal prayer team also. Personal prayer team, you know what I mean? We get together and I, I you know, I have particulars that I, I want them to pray for. And they pray for me. And we pray for the church. And so, you uh, need a prayer partner. Someone that will champion your vision and, you know, help in the, find the secrets for your success. Amos said this in his three and three, he says, can two walk together except they be uh, Agreed. Bible says that one can chase a thousand, and two can chase two thousand. How many know that? You know, unity is really a powerful thing. Yes. Agreement is really a powerful thing. And I don't think there's one. There is no earthly agreement that's greater and more powerful than husband and wife. So, if you're married this morning, you're already. You know what I mean. Have the right partnership. You just need to start getting the right application that we're going to agree to this. then of course, if you don't, there's all kinds of people around that'll agree with you. Amen? So kingdom priority, it's a major theme in the Bible, and it's, 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 it's so major that it's in the specific thing of kingdom expression it's spoken of 61 times. And then if we work with just parables, those that just, you know, have a, a, a connection to or refer to, it's 85 times. So kingdom is, is, is there. John the Baptist comes on the scene, and what does he say? What's the first thing that he does? Talks about the kingdom. Revent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. When you begin to read the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter 5, Jesus goes ahead and points out that the kingdom. For theirs is the kingdom. At the Last Supper, Jesus is he's sharing the last meal with him. He said, I'm not going to do this again with you until I do it anew in the kingdom. Then, of course, the many parables there. So you want to talk about the characteristics of the kingdom and, and how do we know that there's a kingdom. So number one, what is the kingdom? It's God's people in God's place under God's rule God's people in God's place under God's God's rule And I think that the church is the beachhead for the kingdom The church is the beachhead I will build my church and the gates of hell that kingdom shall not prevail against it so the characteristics of the kingdom is number 1 it's alive it's growing and it's reproducing it says in 1st peter chapter 1 verse 23 that we have been born again Not of corruptible seed, but the incorruptible through the word of God which lives and abides forever. Something has taken place. It says in Matthew chapter 13, 31, it says, The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. There again, it's a kingdom, which indeed is the least of all seeds, but when it is growing it's the greatest of all the herbs and in the in the trees in that family it, it becomes the greatest so it might not be big at first but it will has a guaranteed growing session it's something that's a that's alive The small becomes large and grows in virtually any kind of environment. It's a unique thing of the mustard seed. The kingdom is within you. The kingdom is. Created within us. And when it is in us, it has a huge effect on whatever it, we allow it to interact with. Luke chapter 7, verse 21, it says this, that... Don't say this, see here or see there, for indeed the kingdom of God is, with, is within you. God wants us to, you know what I mean, to understand that there's been a deposit... When it comes to the church right now, he says, I want you to know that the kingdom is alive. It's active, you know. You don't have to begin to look for it at some, you know, uh, 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 space station. (laughs) You know, you don't have to try to find the borders of it. You just need to identify it that God has went ahead and put the dynamics and the potential of it and the seed of it. Hallelujah. He put a seed in us. The kingdom. When he says the kingdom is within you, he's signaling a restoration of potential. For every believer, We're, we start out needing, you know, major reformations, major restorations, you know, major overhauls. A redo. So it's signaling to us a potential of something major. If if we start if we start capturing you know what I mean the 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 parables and the teachings of Jesus you know what I mean is not something just in the millennium but something that already has been you know uh, uh, placed in us we'll begin to see a, a different perspective and work in a greater and mightier you know from a greater mightier position. His kingdom within you, he's reinstating something of rulership and dominion. It's the reign of Jesus Christ in, in our lives. The power of the, in the potential and the possibility. The kingdom is within you. How can we begin to know that there really is a kingdom now? Remember when we can be born into it. You can be born into it. John chapter 3. Story with Nicodemus. You can't enter the kingdom unless one is born of water and, and of spirit, so... Hallelujah. What happened? I didn't only have a change of life. You know, I've had a whole change of dynamics. I've been delivered from the power of where it was dark, and now I've been transplanted and transpositioned into where light is now part of my world. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a praise this morning. Sight is now part of something. You know, he says, he says you, you, without this entrance into it, but it's possible it's in existence because you can come into it. You can't even see it. So obviously he wants us to be able to see the kingdom. we can become citizens of it. How many know that's a big controversy right now in our, our nation? Huh? I mean, we we'll won't get into politics. But you know, I mean, what constitutes a citizenship? You know what I mean? What should be the rule for citizenship? Should we just have you know no formula for citizenship? <laughs> But here's what it says in Ephesians chapter 2, that you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens. How many know that's kingdom? Oh, hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah, that's kingdom. We are not only part of a kingdom, but we are members of the household of God. So he moves us not only in the kingdom, but within the kingdom. He says, you know what? There's a relationship and there's a family. So we know that there's a kingdom because we can become citizens of it. It says that this kingdom is about abundant life. Jesus said, I'm come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Romans 14 and 17 says, for the kingdom is not meat and drink but righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. I mean, this is is, is supposed to be a special venture. (laughs) What don't you like about righteousness, peace, and joy? (laughs) How does it not fit in life? I mean, it just purely fits in life, doesn't it? I mean, it it just makes life work. It's righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. We spend, spend, you know what I mean, uh, our, our parenting years, you know, just trying to get kids to understand what's right and what's wrong. See, there's there's nothing wrong with right and wrong. There's everything right with right and wrong. Oh, hallelujah. It's connecting to the Holy Spirit. In John chapter 7, verse 38, it says this, that he who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his his heart or innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. He's saying if as you believe, you know, it releases the river. The river of life that's in you. It releases it. I'm sure you've experienced that. Maybe even this week. You struggled with doubt, you struggled with, you know, you know, "I hope so, but i are not sure." And then all of a sudden you just kind of settled in and you, know I mean? you said, "Yes, you know what, I'm going to believe." And a peace came over you, a settledness came over you. Because once you believe, the river increases its size in your life. And that's a direction we could go on the rivers, but I want, at this time connecting to the Holy Spirit. I- I'm so grateful for the Holy Spirit. Jesus said it was needful that he should go away, because if he didn't go away, he couldn't send the Holy Spirit. He could abide with you forever. Jesus was really interested in the Holy Spirit in your life. Hallelujah. Come on, church. <laughs> he was. He, he says, this is vital. You know, don't, church this morning, let me, you know, let me say, don't get hung up you know, on things that have just been connected to him. You know what I mean? Let's get a hold of, you know what I mean, of who he is. Holy Spirit, I want to get out of here, finish up, you know, the blood on the mercy seat, you know what I mean? And take care of what has to be done in heaven so the Father can go ahead and send the, the Holy Spirit that He can be with you forever. Hallelujah. It's not meet and drink but righteousness is peace and where? In the Holy Ghost. Oh, hallelujah. It's abundant life. The kingdom is in being because it is a gift from God. Do not fear little flock for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom I think God is saying don't wait to the millennium to participate in kingdom living start right now Romans chapter 8, verse 2, for the law of the spirit of life. Our prayer time this morning, it just struck me. The law of the spirit of life. The law of the spirit of life. A ruling, he says, has come down. Has set me free from the law of sin and death. In other words, the 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 dominion, the power that sin would naturally have on you. It says that Jesus Christ, you know, has went ahead and passed a law (laughs) that sets you free. Everybody says sets me free. Let everybody say it. Sets me period. free. Somebody says, well, why do I, why do I continue to sin? Well, Paul's asked that same question. He says, I'm so helpless in this thing that men will live on you. Know what I mean? He says, who's gonna who's gonna help me? The man that hung on the cross. That's what he said. He didn't use the man on the cross. But he said through Jesus Christ, our Lord, has paid it, paid it all. The spirit of life. In Christ Jesus. When you become a believer, when you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, when you can be born into this thing, there is a spirit of life. It is the kingdom life that has been, you know, set in you, released in you, put in you. It's for your life. I've come for life, he said. There's all kinds of. Robbery and thieves around you, but I've come for, for life. The kingdom is about life. Yeah. Not just good living, <laughs> but life. Eternal life that was with the Father. Oh, That's the kind of life, though we've got is the same kind of life that the father has. The kingdom the kingdom is in existence because it can be sought and must be sought to you know have all the dimension of it, enjoy the full privilege of it, you know, and the full purpose of it. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and... It's righteousness. Righteousness is right-wiseness. Making right decisions. It's in existence because it can be sought. One of the reasons that we must seek the kingdom is because history has proven, thousands of years of it, that we cannot effectively rule ourselves. We cannot effectively rule ourselves. We need help. Proverbs says that left our own ways, that there will be ways that seem right, but they don't produce life. Jeremiah said this: it is not in man who walks to direct his own steps. so the kingdom Can be sought. The kingdom dwells or rules within us. We already talked about that. You know, another passage of scripture, I'll just throw this in free. No, we'll take an offering at the end. <laughs> he says, You know, he says, uh, Do you know where God's at? See, some people are trying to find God. Some people are trying to experience God, you know, in whatever dimensions. And Paul wrote this and he says, you know, God is nigh you, even in your mouth, that is the word of faith that we preach. You can have more of God just by beginning to confess the word, hallelujah, and agreeing with the word. See, God shows up wherever the word is expressed and spoken because he is the word. He says the kingdom is spiritual and practical. It's, it's not like other kingdoms. He said, if my kingdom were of this world, my, uh, uh, my servants would fight. you know that, that other kings operate different than God's kingdom? My kingdom is not from here. In other words, it it wasn't born from here. Where was it born? Where was it? Where does it come from? From above. It's not just an extension of earthly kingdoms, man kingdoms. You know what I mean? With just some variations and you know changes made to it. It functions totally different. You don't take out a forged sword, you take out a printed sword. The kingdom is eternal. (laughs) It says in Second Peter, Chapter One, it says. An entrance shall be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's eternal. It's eternal because the King is eternal. It is glorious. It says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 12, it says that you would walk worthy of God who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. Glory. Moses said, show me your glory. God says in that state, the glory is too much for you. Under that, you know, law, the glory is too much for you. And we beheld his glory. (laughs) John chapter 1. We beheld his glory, the glory of the only, only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So we're walking worthy, you know, of his kingdom there, there's, a, there's a level he says you know what I mean because of the seed of the kingdom that's been been as a mustard seed in your life been planted and it grows and it gets enlarged in your life the kingdom's growing in your life the kingdom's growing in you Sometimes you don't like yourself. Tell God, I don't like myself. Just come clean. He'll throw his arms around you, you know. We're going to get there. But then the glory. Walk worthy. So the kingdom, so he's saying really... The kingdom and the king really should look alike. They do look alike. Let's put it that way. It's powerful. The kingdom of God is not in word but in, in, in power. And I, I know that, you know, you can, make a, you can charge a, a congregation if you just stay with the power side of things. I love the power side. And I want you to know that the kingdom is a, is a kingdom of power. But it's not just a kingdom of power. But it is a kingdom of power, and so therefore we need to understand that, you know, sicknesses and diseases are meant to be relieved when the kingdom is instituted when it's activated. Afflicted, the diseased, the torments, the demon-possessed, the epileptics, the paralytics. You know, it says in Matthew chapter 4 that Jesus healed them all. See, the kingdom deals with the real issues. (laughs) Hallelujah. It does. It deals with the real issues that plague mankind. We sometimes deal with, you know, the symptoms. God says the kingdom comes to deal with With the root causes. Yes, hallelujah. So our mission. Our mission is not to get the to get the laws of the land changed. It's to get the law of God in the heart of the men of the land. That's our mission, you know what I mean? We, we're in the world, we're, we're not out of the world. I'm not saying that we're independent, you know, and we don't have our place and our part. But, you know, as kingdom people, that's not our goal. I want the right president elected. But the right president is not going to change the heart of the people it's Jesus Christ now please take that with balance okay (laughs) I'm gonna vote who I think is the right guy or whoever it's a kingdom of of power You might ask the question, you know what I mean? Why we don't see, or why doesn't, isn't it always carried out? I don't have all those answers, but here I will give you a passage of scripture found in First Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 24. Paul is, you know, he he's been talking about, you know, the resurrection. He's been talking about, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, when life ends, and. This body, you know, has has finished its days, has walked out its time. He says the end is going to come when he, Jesus, delivers the kingdom to God the Father, when he puts an end to all rule and all authority and all power. Verse 25 says, he must reign till he has put all his enemies under his feet. And Paul said this, we don't see all of them under his feet yet. We don't. But he does goes on. He, he is telling us, you know what I mean? That we need to have a perspective that every one of them one day will be under his feet. And why is he going to present it to the kingdom? Why is he going to present it? Because the the resurrection purpose, you know what I mean? Harvest has finished. And there's no more need for the, the remedial work of Jesus Christ and the cross. No more. Don't need it anymore. So that's why he delivers up the kingdom, you know, to the father hallelujah ask my musicians to come surprise right the kingdom cannot be overthrown by satan The Bible says in Hebrews 12 that we're receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken. All kingdom stuff, you know what I mean, (laughs) is going to remain. Now, there's a lot of stuff that's going to be shaken. We need to be prepared to let it go so that that which is unshakable can remain. Focus or refocus. The kingdom brings spiritual light from God. Colossians 1 and 12, he's delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us in the kingdom of his dear son. The kingdom gives us Happiness in this life satisfies our restless hearts. Kingdom does. Proverbs 16 and 20. Happy is he who trusts the Lord. Humility unleashes the power of God. Think about it. It unleashes the power of God. We know that he gives grace to the humble. But in Matthew chapter 3, blessed are the poor in spirit of the humble, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Humility. The tough balance for the church is, you know, balancing humility and authority mm-hmm. because we, are, we operate in authority but at the same time we need to be humble and realize it's the authority of Jesus Christ. The uh, story goes that a preacher got done preaching and when he got done and so the saints come up to him and said you really did a good job the preacher said yeah I know the devil already told me <laughs> absolutely You'll walk from, you know what I mean? An amazing victory, an amazing accomplishment, you know, amazing results. And he'll go, I'm going to try to get humility away from you. As I talk about all this, you, you, you can't just go, okay, this is the outline, one, two, three. You know what I mean? You can't. It don't work. That's why he said you've got to have the Holy Spirit. When you walk out the door, your mind's going to forget 95.6% of this. How do, how do I know it's 956 Because I'm 68. <laughs> Some of you can retain more than that. Now, that was, that was foolishness, wasn't it, Jenna? Yeah. <laughs> foolishness. Well, we will, but it takes the Holy Spirit. He said he's, he'll come along and he'll bring to your remembrance the things that I've told you. See, God has said some things to you and you forgot all about them. And he's going to come along and he's going to go ahead and say, you know, this is what God said to you. And now he's just reminding you. He's reminding you because he wants to encourage your faith or he's reminding you because it's time to get fulfilled. It's going it's to come to pass in your, in, in your life. Jesus has a reign. Not a reign, but he reigns. He has a kingdom right now. It's in our hearts. It's a gospel that is, it's called the gospel of the kingdom. You know what I mean? And that's what our mouths are for. That's what our bodies are for. That's what our lives are for. Closing. I've got to close. I'll close with this because there's more. But I think we'll... What does the kingdom look like? Come back. I'll finish it. Stand with me this morning. I, I, I cannot not finish it. I haven't even got to the good part yet, so... The kingdom is within you. The king lives in kingdom. What the kingdom is all about. The gospel of the kingdom, the word of the kingdom, the power of the kingdom, you know what I mean? The the character of the kingdom. Everything about that, it's, it's the kingdom. Its dimension is not in the borders of rivers and mountains. Its dimension is in the conditions of our hearts, of our hearts. He rains in some parts and he doesn't rain in other parts. But just as the mustard seed might start out smaller than anything else, it becomes bigger. And everything else father we thank you today that the kingdom now that the kingdom is now hallelujah and we bless you for it in jesus name praise god amen god bless you god love you amen go with god he's going with you thank you for listening to this message from bible center church for more information, you can find us online at www.biblectr.org. You can also connect with us on Facebook at facebook.com BibleCTR.